0: So just when you think things could not get worse for the Pittsburgh Penguins, they said, "Hold my beer!" And another devastating loss for this team. In today's episode of Locked On Penguins podcast, we are going to get into all of that. Why the Dumoulin and Carter problem needs to be addressed today, not tomorrow, not Friday, not Saturday, but today. We're going to get into other players who I thought really struggled tonight. Why this loss was not on Casey Smith, and why Mike Sullivan really needs to address. You know the Dumont card problem, and why he needs to stop being stubborn with a couple other things, as well. We're going to dive into all that, plus so much more about this game coming up right after this drop. You're locked on Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Lawrence for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So coming in today, I was looking at some tickets. They were a bit expensive. Kind of wanted to go, but I was like, eh, you know, maybe I'll save it for another game. And then my buddy texted me saying like, hey, you know, got a couple of tickets I'm looking to sell. These are the price. This is the price I'm looking for. And, you know, ended up taking my buddy. Uh Darren D underscore nasty on Penguins Twitter, one of my favorite followers, and just a great person. Overall, thanks for coming. Uh, if you're listening to this, Darren. And you know, I got to see the team uh b- below a four-goal lead, which is something that you don't, wanna, don't you know you don't really see every day, that's for sure. The penguins played a great first period. They blitzed Detroit, game wasn't looking close. Second period, they played fine. You know, this Red Wing scored a couple of goals off broken uh sticks. Okay, you go into the third, the vibe's still good. The first 13 to 14 minutes of the period, you're not allowing any goals. You're thinking, okay, the Red Wings are going to pull their goalie probably soon. And the final five minutes happened, and then the overtime happened, and you come out with a pretty pathetic loss. Um, this was a disgusting, deplorable, embarrassing, whatever word you want to call it, kind of loss for the Penguins. You, you knew once the Red Wings got that third goal with five minutes left, like, okay, I don't know if they're going to win this game and you saw them take that stupid too many men penalty with 319 left if they don't take that penalty who you know we might be having a completely different conversation right now but that was just a really dumb play by the penguins there because um the the red wings really weren't doing that much at 5v5 after that goal that made it four to three and then you know wallman in overtime just gritties on the ice like a full-on zach wilson experience with the new york jets (laughs) against the pittsburgh steelers about a couple of months ago, you know, you, you can't get greeted in your own arena like that, um, especially by a, a, a no one, a, a no name player. Like that guy's a freaking tweener. Guy scored his second goal this season. Again, that's like literally getting greeted by Zach Wilson. And I understand Zach Wilson's a former number two overall pick, but he's bad. He's just a bad quarterback. That, you know, Jake Wallman's just not a good hockey player. So you can't get greeted like that on your home rank. But, you know, this this loss, again, another situation where they continue to ice. Brian Dumoulin and Jeff Carter in high leverage situations. I don't care that Jeff Carter scored tonight. He scored on a wide open net. I don't care that he also had his 400 assists tonight. Okay, cool. What the heck ever? But, you know, the fact that you're continuing to ice them in big time situations, it is stupid. And that's on Mike Sullivan. And, I, and you all and listen to this show. I'm a huge fan of Mike Sullivan. I think he's one of the five best coaches in the league. He has done an outstanding job ever since taking over this team in 2015. But right now, he's being way too stubborn with those two players and the lineup decisions. Here's an example from tonight. Drew O'Connor gets things going with the opening goal, right? It's a shot that probably probably Billy Huso should have had, but he gets things going. After that, he played only seven shifts. But yet, you're continuing to ice veterans like Dumoulin and Carter with the game on the line with five minutes left in the third period and then you're icing Carter out in overtime with less than three minutes to go. He wins the faceoff, gets bullied by Perron, and then the Wings go down. They get a chance, doesn't go in. The Penguins go down, and Carter's still on the ice at that point. They don't score, and then the Wings go down. And they score, and then obviously the gritty happens with Walman. But it's like, what are these lineup decisions? Like, I don't understand the logic that is going into them. And this needs to be fixed today. Today. And in the stands right now, they are ugly. And so here's one for you. Jeff Carter has been deployed with Brian Dumont and Jan Ruta for almost 90 minutes this season. During that time, the Penguins have been outscored 7-1 to one, and they only have 28% of the expected goals. That means the opposition has 72% of the expected goals on the other side of the rank. That's pathetic. And I don't know why Mike Sullivan doesn't see this. It is stupid. It is coaching malpractice. It is, uh, uh, to borrow uh, a famous Tomlinism here from from the football team, they're living in their fears. Mike Tomlin always likes to say that the Steelers don't live in their fears, right, even though they do at times. Mike Sullivan, he's living in his fears right now. He is fearful to take these players out of the lineup and to replace them with younger, better players. And it's costing them big time. Especially two of these last three games. You know, the, the game at home against Carolina on Thursday, Brian Russ, the goal of the year right there for the Penguins. Who's on the ice that gives up the game's time goal? Brian Dillman. Tonight, who is on the ice for multiple goals against, especially in late situations? Brian Dumoulin again, especially on the penalty kill. And I know the PK has been really good for the last couple of months, but for some reason with 319 to go, Mike Sullivan sends out three of the four penalty killers, Jan Ruta, Brian Dumoulin, and Jeff Carter. What are we doing, Mike? Like, like I, I I really do not understand that. And here's another stat that is probably going to blow your mind. That trio... Of Dumoulin, Ruta, and Carter. And I think Jan Ruta, for the most part, has been fine this year. I think he's being, you know, boggled down by Dumoulin. But that trio, they've been together for 19 minutes on the penalty kill this season. During that time, the Penguins have given up five goals. Five goals in 19 minutes. You want to do the math on that? 15 goals per 60 minutes. And you all know that hockey is a 60-minute sport, right? Of course, you know, you're listening to this show. Like, that's a baffling head coaching decision. It's coaching scared. It's being stubborn. I understand that these guys are vendors. I understand they've played a lot of games <clears throat> at the NHL level. They have won championships for their teams. But it's not hard to see that both are shot. In this case, Carter and doing i think ruta still has more to give i don't think he has been that good lately but I also don't think he's been that bad but you know these two players they stink it is past time to take Brian Dumoulin out of the lineup he looks he has no confidence right now every time when i was watching him take the puck tonight he was handling it like a grenade you know in in the defensive zone, he was ripping the puck up the boards, right to Red Wings players, throwing it at, right out in front of the net. When, when Malkin would, who anyone was on the ice with Dumoulin, they would try to get it to the point. He would just fumble the puck. It's honestly reminding me a lot right now of a late stage Rob Scuderi. You all remember that, of course, right? When he just, he had nothing. Like He was just shot at that point. That is who I think th- this is reminding me of when it comes to do money. It's not Jack Johnson's level bat. It's late stages. Rob's scary. When Jeff Carter, again, maybe, maybe he gives you more value on the wing if you can go out and get a decent third-line center. But he is killing, you know, whatever line that he is on, no matter if it's the third or the fourth line. You all want to look at the expected goals tonight as well per, per money book. It's... It's, it's not good again. Tonight, the Heinen-Carter-McGinn line at 5-on-5, five five, 21% of the expected goals, 30% of the shot attempts, 28.6% Fenwick percentage. Garbage. 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 The, in, in, in comparison, the oconnor Blueger Captain line, which was the Penguins' fourth line tonight, of the expected goals at 5-5, 66.7% of the shot attempts at 5-5. For Fenwick, 75% of those chances. The fourth line is badly outplaying that third line. Third line has just been a black hole all year. So every decision that Mike has been making with those two players has just been crazy. I have no clue why Ricard Raquel did not see the ice in overtime. That was another thing that baffled me. Especially, you know, Carter going in over him. I would have just put Teddy Pluger out there in that situation. He's, been having a, he's playing better than uh, Carter is right now. This is only Carter's fourth goal of the season when you take away an empty net. So this needs to be fixed now. It is past time. Mike Sullivan needs to be pressed about this a lot more. I'm not Again, I'm not saying that he needs to be fired or anything like that. But it is past time to make changes to the lineup when it comes to those players and maybe a couple others if you want to juggle the lines and stuff they cannot continue to try to win hockey games with the way those chairs are playing especially where they are in the lineup it's garbage coaching it's absolute and utter trash that's all I have to say um on that situation coming up in the second segment we're gonna get into um just Mike Sullivan as a whole I think and why I think some people are taking it a little too far. Um, in my opinion, just because it's a three-game losing streak. But um, before I get to that, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, status, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Mike. Um, I almost said Mike Sullivan. Hunter Hodes. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, LO, or script. Wow. Uh, I have never done that before in the over the three years that I have been doing this show. I just have Mike Sullivan on my mind. and You know, we're going to get to him right now even more. Um, I saw some people come into my social media mentions tonight and said, oh, you know, time to clean house, time to fire Mike. You know, the, the team has gone stale and all that. And, you know, none of this was being said when the team was red hot, you know, going to that game against Carolina last week, And I understand. This is a results-oriented business. Losses tend to bring out, I guess, the worst in, in, in some people just because of the hot takes. Do I think Mike Sullivan needs to be doing more for the team right now? Absolutely. You know, I spent 10 minutes in the first segment ranting about the change that he needs to make but am i going to be calling for his head or anything no and honestly to people that want him fired i am sorry to tell you this his seat is not even close to lukewarm right now it ain't hot either um this is a new ownership group uh, that just signed him to an extension this past offseason in case you all forgot he's extended to at least what 2026 2027 NHL season they could they could literally lose probably every game this season and not make the playoffs. He's probably not getting fired. I mean, they're, they're probably going to make the playoffs. I mean, I'm not going to bet against any Crosby and if getting Malkin, and this team is also back to third place in the Metro, even while losing this game. And they can get to second place in the Metro by beating the New Jersey Devils at home on Friday night. But Mike Sullivan is not going to get fired. He is a great coach still. I truly believe that. His system does work. It has proven to work time and time again. I think people, when they look at the past playoff losses, they don't, they they make these broad statements that, like, oh, well, you know, they haven't done anything with him at the helm, but they fail to realize, you know, what has gone into those playoff losses. And I know each one is different, but there's been one common denominator goaltending, 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 and goaltending. They've gotten garbage goaltending ever since 2018. Not much a coach can do with that. I mean, I, yeah, I know it's a result-oriented bit. There's really not much they can do. I and mean, you know, look what he's also done with the team. You know, to get to the playoffs, especially with all the years they've had and all that. So you know, I do think you know he he's mostly fine. But has ha, has it been a little stale lately? Yes. Does he need to make some major changes with the lineup? Yes. Especially with the two players that I've talked about, but I'm not going to sit here and say that he should be fired or anything like that. I think that's just a little too far for me. I'm, I'm trying to be as objective as I can. I understand that you as fans that listen to the show and everyone out there that watches this team, you know, you get emotional. I, I get it. It's sports people, you know, people are very passionate about their sports teams, but you know, people just got <clears> to <throat> you know calm down for a bit, step away from the keyboard, your phone, all that, just, you know, to, to take a chill pill. You now, he's still a great coach, but I also understand that it is past time to make those changes and he needs to stop being um a bit stubborn and getting in his own way because I do think you know he is leaning a bit too hard on loyalty right now and past occurrences, especially with someone like Brian Jr. G- helped the penguins early on in his You know, he was playing great hockey when he got called up in 2015 when half the defense was out. 2016 and 2017, he was obviously great. 2018, 2019, 2020 was fine. But, you know, last season was really when it started to go downhill. They took a chance on it, and they're they're paying the price. I don't know if Ron Hextall is going to go in there and have a meeting with Mike and talk to him about it. But, you know, I'd like to think that Mike is smart enough to realize that – what that what he's doing with the lineup is not working and that he needs to make some changes with it. Another example, put Ty Smith in. He was just recalled today for the first time. I understand they wanted to go with Mark Freeman just because he's been up there and he's a righty, so they don't really want to put um you know Smith on his offside. All right, but I still think Smith should get some minutes in over to him. Like, why not? He brings more offense defensively. He's mostly fine. He played good in the preseason and in training camp. He's played fine in Wilkesbury. See what he has. I honestly can guarantee you it's probably not going to be as bad as it has been with Dumoulin. That's just how I see it. But I really don't think it has been as bad. And then with the Carter situation with that, you know, move him to wing or better up, better yet, you know, you can scratch him because again, I think the more minutes that these players play the worse off the team is going to be down the road. So that's really all I have to say about Mike in this situation. Um, I do think a couple other players need to start stepping up a little bit more. I thought Jake Ensel was horrible tonight. You know, I haven't really uh, noticed him that much these last few games. I guess it's just kind of a little bit of a dry spell for him, but uh, he, he needs to wake up a little bit. And you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and dump on the guy, but, you um, know, he needs to be there. I thought that was one of his worst games of the season. I thought of Gennie Malkin. He's been fighting the last couple of nights, you know, just hasn't been as consistent. Um, Definitely needs to, you know, just to tone it down, I think, a little bit in all, in all three zones. Um, Chris thing was fine. Sid, he had a couple of glorious chances that did not find the back of the net. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really hard to focus on Anything else when it comes to this loss, um, other than you know, just the two players who continue to stick out in some real, just some coaching malpractice from Mike Sullivan, because you know, some of these decisions, you know, they are losing the Penguins games and you know, they're caught co- and they're obviously costing the points in the standings, so um, it's not good enough, uh, to say the least. But that wraps it up for this segment of the Lockdown Penguins podcast coming up. In the final segment, I am going to touch on some things that the Penguins did right tonight. I know it's, it's a terrible loss. You want me to all be negative, but I got to get into some of the positives that I did like from this game that the Penguins can take out of it heading into Friday's game against the Devils. So stick around for that coming up right after this. All right. I'm back here in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Elders for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, positives. Again, I know <clears throat> not many there, but the first period happened, and I liked a lot of what I saw. Jason Zucker was a man on a mission tonight. I think he read a lot of people who were talking crap about him. He gets two coming into this game. He had one goal in his uh, his former his prior fourteen games. He was a menace around the rink. It looked like he was going to get a hat trick on numerous occasions. he's awesome. Really think he can build off that he has been amazing for the penguins all season yeah he's been a little bit cold as of late I think some of the bounces just haven't gone his way but you know he surely got those uh tonight he's been one of the penguins most consistent top six players this season i, I you know you really can't even harp on him that much this season he's had he's missed a couple of games with an injury that's it um really gla- great great to see him in the lineup again and get those couple of goals drew o'connor he gets his first goal of the season really solid job from him on that shift gets a nice shot past Billy Huso, a goal that he probably should have had um so I thought that was really weak by Huso there which you know one of the goals that ended up uh having him get pulled from the game but um I, I really like o'connor's game in all three zones I think he's responsible defensively has that really nice wrist shot um you know can play you know, on the third or fourth line, he's one of the good young players from Wilkes-Barre that is an inch already. It's just, can Mike Sullivan play him a bit more while Paling and Archibald are out there? Obviously, they're on IR right now, retroactive to their dates. Um, 18th, I believe, it for Archibald, the 20th for Paling. Paling has been practicing as of late, so with the retroactive of the 20th, he can come back a bit sooner. we we'll probably probably him back after new year but in our classic. Um, But I still want to see more of O'Connor and what he bring on a nightly basis. I just don't want him to only play seven shifts a night. I just, you know, <clears throat> you're, you're micromanaging there for the sake of micromanaging. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I really liked Kasperi Kapanen's game tonight. The two passes or the two assists that he had early on in that period were awesome, just the passes he made. Great. Um, he's been a lot better over the last week. And yeah, you know, he's kind of been a lightning rod you know, for the Penguins, you know, is that the best way to say it? Like, Ron, I mean, just because, you know, he's, you know, up and down and all that. But tonight, in the last couple of games, I think he played really well. Also, someone tried to throw him in there with Dumoulin and Carter, and I disagree with that. I think he's been playing much better hockey um, as of late. I also will say Casey DeSmith played a very fine game tonight. I know he gave up five goals. It's not going to show up on the stat sheet. He made some timely saves for this team. He is not the reason they lost. Not, he had no chance on any of those five goals, especially on the first two where the Penguins were literally without um, – one of their players was, was literally without a stick, a 4-1 goal, for example. Basically a five on three and a half for the Red Wings. They get the goal. And then the second one, Sid has his stick break. Uh, sure enough, um, the Red Wings score on that towards the end of the second period. So some bad luck there. Um, if the sticks don't break, maybe the Red Wings don't score – but you know that that's how the, you know that's how it goes sometimes but he made some big time saves for the Bengals he wasn't really flopping around in his net um, he was staying aggressive you know making the saves that he needed to make and you know bailing them out on a number of occasions again he is not the reason why they lost and you know I thought that was a big bounce back game from him this this should have been an easy win but you know again that that's the break sometimes when it comes to the NHL. Um, I understand Jeff Carter scored um, in the first period. I, I already got into him a bit there. Those were my main pots uh, in terms of players that I, I did want to take out of this performance. I thought all the ones that I just mentioned play very well. And if they can continue that play into the game on Friday, I think the Penguins will have a good shot at winning unless um, they just far fall over themselves in the final five- 40 minutes. And, you know, that comes with the territory. They got to start putting together a, full minutes of games you you cannot play one good period in the league and expect to just coast your way through the final 40 minutes and that's what the penguins were honestly doing in that second is they were kind of like hey you know we played one good period we're up four goals let's just kind of oh let's just skate on by let's just you know glide around not really do anything and i know the red wings haven't played well as of late They came into this game having lost, what, 7 out of 10? They're banged up. These teams are going to throw everything they have at you, especially after the Penguins just played a game on Long Island on Tuesday. So there's no excuse to play like that in the final 40 minutes. That was a gross effort by the Penguins, and it needs to change. They have to stop doing this where where they play ugly, undisciplined hockey for large stretches of games, where it's just it's costing them points in the standings. You win that game against Carolina right now, right? And you win that game tonight. You have two you have two extra points. You're tied for second right now at least with the New York Jersey Devils. You ha- they gotta stop throwing away points and being inconsistent in these games and playing stupid, especially late in third periods. I know the Red Wings scored to make 4-3 with 5 minutes left. But after that, the Red Wings really weren't doing anything the next minute and a half to minute 40 until the Penguins took a really stupid penalty. I actually would have liked to see how they would have defended that lead in the final three minutes had the the Penguins not taken that penalty. And yeah, I I trusted the penalty kill to get the job done because coming into this game, they had killed off 23 straight penalties in the road and they're the number one penalty kill team in the league. But, you know, asking them to always bail you out, that's not a recipe for success. It's just stupid, Undisciplined hockey and it needs to change now. Funny thing is, with a win on Friday, <clears throat> Penguins can get um up to second place in the marriage division because the Devils um I do not believe I'm just making shorter. I, I was making sure of the score tonight. Yeah, they lost three to one to the Boston Bruins, and yes, the Devils do not play tomorrow. So with a win. On Friday, Penguins can get you second place in the Metro or tie for second. You know, they've had a couple losses here where things are just not going their way. So, yeah, I get it. The vibes are bad. Just playing like garbage. Three on three stinks. A couple players who shouldn't be in the lineup are in the lineup right now. But I'm here to tell you all it's not the end of the world. They can make a couple of these changes, get things back on the right track. Playing winning hockey. you know it. I guarantee it. But again, thank you all so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I'll be back with you all on Thursday for a full preview for that game on Friday against the Devils. I said that will be the first of four meetings between the two teams this season. So again, thank you all so much for listening. I know it was a rough game tonight, but we'll see how they respond on Friday. I'll talk to you all on Thursday.